It is time for another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. I'm Josh, the J-Man Munt, sitting next to me in a different state on my <laughs> on my right. My right is Tanner T Dog Lee. How you doing out there, T Dog? Pretty good, J Man. Pretty good. Uh, it'd be better if Purdue hey, would hurry up and hire a head coach. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Aren't annoying. Uh, coaching searches fun? Yeah. You know, I mean, they are it's in the six, five days. Well, they had a press conference Thursday. Uh, but Jeff Brom okay. gave Mike Bobinski the notice last Wednesday. So, yeah, five ish days. But I honestly thought the way Bobinski's press conference went on Thursday, they would have somebody announced by yesterday. That was just my really? initial thoughts. Um, but that <laughs> hasn't been the case. But in, in a way, though, coaching searches are fun because you get rumors, you get speculation. It's kind of fun if you don't go through them too frequently. But like you mentioned, it's also very stressful because mm-hmm. you don't want to go through these very often so you want to make sure you hit them you know hit the nail on the head when you do um yeah so um it isn't fun that jeff brom left however this is an insanely better job now than it was when he took over yeah it couldn't been much worse than 2016 when he took over but yes it is a better Mm -hmm. job there's more money now you know, with the Big Ten and, uh, and USC and UCLA coming in 2024, uh, better facilities. The, the facilities mm-hmm. were starting to get built in 2016. They're making renovations to Ross State Stadium right now as we speak. Um, but with all that said, you would like to think they're at least going to try to get maybe a quote-unquote big name or a splashy name. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready to be underwhelmed. I'm just, I don't know. That's just my mindset. That's my philosophy. But... I'm also trying to think myself, well, if it's going to be a Tyson Helton of Western Kentucky or a Ryan Walters, defense coordinator of Illinois, or somebody like that, why wouldn't that be announced already? Even though these things do take time, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. what The one name I will, and this is on recorded on Monday night, so come tomorrow when the audio of this releases, it might be just fiction. Uh, one name I keep seeing to keep an eye on Shane a Beamer from South Carolina. That's the name that's really starting to pop up. So we'll see. We'll see. I would say it's one of those three guys that I've already named. Mm-hmm. So. I'm trying to think the last time one of my teams went through, like in the college teams went through a coaching search. Um, the one that I remember the best is the Illinois basketball search. And they fired John Gross right after the Big Ten tournament, or maybe right after they lost to Michigan um, in the Big Ten tournament. And it felt like four months by the time yeah. they hired a guy. And I, I, I think it was only seven days. But um, all the names thrown around, the rumors, I, I remember um, reading Josh Whitman's meeting with Archie Miller tomorrow, and then six hours later, Brad Underwood's the hire. So, yeah. Um, even insiders uh, claim claim to be insiders, and they're paid to be insiders. Uh, they don't always know the full scope. Either. Well, that that's been the interest, interesting thing. You know, Purdue fans usually follow Golden Black on the On Three Network, mm-hmm. and they've they've had like one update a day, but it's not much to it. It's like they don't even know this time around. It's been really 
Yeah. Mike Bobinski, the AD, has really kept it close to the vest. Of course, there's a lot of rumors started on message boards. You don't know if some guys really have intel and sources or some guys are just trolling. Um, I mean, there's a thread on there that has over 7,000 posts now. Um, mm. It's just been crazy. I mean, and the names thrown out. I mean, I've seen everybody from Drew Brees to Sean Payton to Cliff Kingsbury to <laughs> you name it. Urban Meyer, even though that one wasn't serious. You name it, it's probably been out there. So I'm just ready for them to hopefully announce a press conference soon, get this thing going, because even if it is somebody underwhelming or somebody it's not going to live up to the fan base's expectations at this point, National Signing Day is next Wednesday the 21st. Mm-hmm. The portal's been open a week now. You've already had four, if not five, guys decommit from Purdue's recruiting class. Most of them flipped to Louisville. Not, I think there's one that hasn't, but all the rest did. So you gotta, whoever it is, gotta hit the ground running and try to save what's left of the recruiting class while saving what's on the roster, talking those guys into not getting into the portal, and then also bringing some guys in from the portal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of work for somebody to do in a little time. That's what's concerning to me about this whole thing. Um, the early signing period in December helps schools like Illinois and Purdue and Indiana, those like non-elite schools. Cause for years it was, these guys would have a really good commit and then Alabama need a guy at the last minute. Then they go and eat easy flip. Um, On the flip side of that, when your coach leaves, you, you have a week, two, two weeks tops. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try to get a guy, and so you're kind of scrambling. Now, I, I know Bobinski wasn't scrambling because um, pre- it, it probably started early in the year, like, okay, if Louisville opens, uh, most likely Satterfield would be fired. Um, Brahms probably not going to say no this time, should. Um, it seemed like the perfect time for him to go back to his alma mater was this right. year. Um, but then they ended up having an okay season, and I don't think many people thought Satterfield would leave on his own. And, right. Uh, sure enough, he did. Right. I think, I mean, I think Bobinski was a little prepared, but maybe he kind of eased off the last month or so because it looked like they weren't going to fire Satterfield, which they weren't going to. But this, nobody really saw Fickle leaving to Wisconsin, which opened mm-hmm. up Cincinnati, then Satterfield leaving Louisville to Cincinnati. So maybe he did get caught um, not as ready, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll never really know. And it does sound like Bobinski at least made an effort to try to keep Brom Westloff sure. yet. When they sit down, he pretty much told Jeff, how much money you want, how many years? And Jeff pretty mm-hmm. much said, it, it, it doesn't matter. I want to go home. So, yeah. Which, I mean, you, you can't blame a guy. No, I'm not mad at uh, him at all. For um, wanting to go home. And he's he's losing his quarterback, his top receiver. Right. Um, losing right. quite a bit. So, right. uh, and tough I, schedule I, next year. I did find it interesting that, um, Brian is the interim, correct? Yes, he is. Uh, still really confused by that one. Actually, yeah. a lot of the staff is staying through the bowl game, even the ones that are probably going to join Louisville. Now, there have been three members that have joined Louisville right now the running back coach, the defense coordinator, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. I know the strength coach left too, but I think that was maybe an agreement between. Jeff and Purdue. Jeff wanted to give Purdue a chance to at least be competitive against sure. LSU. And I have heard a rumor that if Brian Brom, well, for one, if he left, I don't know who's going to call plays. And two, if he left, there was a rumor that Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones were not going to play. Hmm. Which Charlie Jones still might not. I was reading that today. He's been banged up all year long, mm-hmm. even with the good year he's had. And he's already playing in the uh, Senior Bowl, so he might want to be fully healthy for that. 
Um, I don't know why Aiden O'Connell would sit out. I mean, I think he needs to try to have a good showing against a good defense for the pro scouts. Right. Uh, but one of Purdue's best defenders, Corey Trice, cornerback, he is signed with an agent, not playing in the bowl. Payne Durham said he is playing in the bowl. So, you know, and that's another thing about this coaching search. It's taken the intrigue of the bowl game, the excitement away from me. I was sure. real excited for a day, and now I'm like, eh, I almost don't even want to play in it at this point. But yeah, it's good for the seniors, I guess, that want to play one last game. Yeah, bowl games aren't as fun as they used to be because no. these NFL, uh, the NFL talent on each roster usually doesn't play. Uh, right. They, and it's the, the Jalen Smiths and Jake Butts, um, which you – completely get that mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's kind of taken away the luster as has the playoff has kind of taken away the luster of uh bowl games as well um and, and you know i had somebody mentioned to me maybe they should not open up the portal until after bowl games great thought but you can't do that academic wise you got to be enrolled in school and the next semester yeah. starts so it yeah. is what it is um stylistically what coach do you want do you want another offensive guy do you want to flip the page to a defensive guy. Um, well, I've never seen a defensive-minded head coach in my lifetime. Yeah. I even Daryl Hazel, even though his offenses were bad, he was more of an say. offensive-minded head coach, to be honest. They just were terrible. Um, so were his defenses. So oh, yeah, this whole team, didn't top to bottom, it didn't matter. Uh, so I want an offensive-minded guy, I guess, but I wouldn't hate a defensive-minded if it was the right fit because then it comes down to who can they get as an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, so an offensive guy, but I don't think it necessarily has to be somebody who's going to be so air raid like Jeff Brom right. or Joe Tiller. Um, I think you can have a little mix in there. But And that's one thing, Bobinski, that was interesting to me. He he was asked that, how much is Purdue's like, historical passing success going to uh, go into the next hire? And he said, yeah, that's important, but I want somebody who's going to win games. So right then I was thinking, okay, Maybe a defense coach like Jim Leonard. I don't know. He was one that popped in my head right away. So, I don't know. I, I'm hoping – I mean, I pray at this time next week I know who the head coach is. If not – Yeah, it can get ugly. Start calling high school coaches. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at that point. Um, but, uh, yeah. There is no way they don't have a coach hired within, like, the next four days. You, you, you just wouldn't think. I would think at the <clears throat> latest a press conference on Wednesday – yeah. But I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, I'm speculating maybe they swing and miss at a few few top mm-hmm. candidates, and now they're kind of going down their list. That's just my guess, but I have no idea. I mean, credit to Mike Bobinski, like I said, barely any leaks have come out. And this is so yeah. different from 2016 um, through for either in 2000 and uh, – Gosh, well, eight, I guess it would have been when Danny Hope was announced the uh, coach in waiting with Joe Tiller. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kudos to him. But uh, I, I would think if a press conference happening tomorrow, we'll see leaks tonight. But Yeah, we'll uh, Whitman and Bobinski remind me of themselves uh, with the fact that uh, nothing's been leaked. I remember the first coaching search. Literally, the first day Josh Whitman was on the job at Illinois, he fired Bill Cubitt and hired Lovey Smith. Came out of nowhere. Basketball coaches, Un- uh, Underwood wasn't even mentioned as a candidate by anyone, hired him. Um, no one had even mentioned Brett Bielema hired him out of nowhere. Right. So um, very similar in that mm-hmm. uh, aspect. And, I mean, Bobinski seems like he's doing a really good job there. So uh you should have but, pretty good confidence in him. Interesting thing with him, he's about 65 years old, Bobinski himself. <laughs> so you got to think how many more years is he going to want to do yeah. this. His track record of hires, excluding Josh Pastner at Georgia Tech, that was, I guess, kind of forced by the – 
the boosters. But besides that one, his other hires at Xavier were all up-and-coming coaches. Mm-hmm. Jeff Brom was an up-and-comer back in 2016. But Jeff Brom was his first choice the whole time. But he had since October to get ready for that yeah. since they fired Hazel in October. So a little different. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm I'm ready for it to get going. I'm, I'm tired of the rumors. I'm tired of... <laughs> Of everything, I'm tired of the constant text messages with everybody, all my Purdue friends. But while it's fun, it's not fun. So, yeah, I have been asking you constantly. You heard anything? Because I haven't heard anything. No, I, I it usually was, hear something. Well, and I texted you about Ryan Walters today because mm-hmm. I was maybe Jeremy Warner or something. I was hoping put some out there, but it doesn't look nice. like he has. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And then I guess one, and then I'll say this, and then we can move on to Birdie or Bogey because I don't think we've ever had this long of a segment before we've done Birdie or Bogey. bogey. (laughs) But uh, one other name I heard on 247 that was reported, um, take that for what it's worth. And this is a name I actually wouldn't mind, a lot of Purdue fans would hate, is Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And the reason I wouldn't hate it, I think he's a good football coach. But my concern with him is if he has any success, he's gone. He's jumping for a bigger job or the NFL, yeah. probably the NFL. He's, um, yeah, he had a he had a shot at the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when you fail, you don't get another one, um, right? In the NFL, it feels like there there have been some. I mean, look at Lovey Smith. I, I really shouldn't say anything like that anymore. But right, um, yeah, O'Brien, fiery guy. Um, yeah, he's not the nicest guy by any means, but say uh, you, you you see Jeff Brom yelling at his quarterback <laughs> until Bill O'Brien gets on campus. I know it. Um, I know it. Had had I mean he he took over a, an absolute dumpster fire, riddled with scandal at Penn State, and kept them afloat. So did uh, pretty well in two years. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. He, he, he's, done, he, he's at Alabama too, right? His office coordinator, and they want him out, and the fans hate him. But the, who don't those fans hate? They the hate fans everybody. Don't like anyone. Yeah. <laughs> So, yep, uh, we will see. We will see. But the transfer portal has been real interesting. College football, Mm -hmm. tons of names out there, tons of good quarterbacks. So, we will see what happens. Sir, birdie or bogey today, Jay? Man, you are three strokes up. How many weeks we got left? We only got three three Mondays left, I think. Right? Yeah. So I need you to miss this one. I probably will. I'll 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 do my best for you. I'm giving you an NBA question. And it is birdie or bogey. No pars this week. So I've tried to put it in my favor. I've tried. James Harden over Mm -hmm. the weekend became the fourth player in NBA history with 23,000 career points and 6,500 career assists. Joining what three guys? Three other guys have done it. 23,000 points and how many assists? 6,500. 6,500. Yep. It's a really good question. One, One guy's a for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe two guys. I don't know, but uh, that's why I'm not giving yeah. you pars this week. It's either all or nothing. And if you get oh, this no, one, like you deserve to wear the crown for 2022. So. Brady Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. Get your veggies in their in, in their merch merch on their merch, merch. store. All right, on their website that, right there. Uh, we got 13 days until uh, Christmas. Yes, so, uh, and you can get some Tana J-Man Show merch while you're at it. If you need a last-minute uh, gift, yeah. I can't guarantee it'll be in time for Christmas. I don't know what Teespring shipping uh, durations of days are looking, but uh, Tana J-Man Show store.com if you're looking for a T-shirt, sweatshirt, coffee mug, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. 
I, I know we don't sell our stuff on Amazon, but I'm very lucky to be within 10 miles of about 10 Amazon fulfillment yep. places because I uh, buy something and it shows up on my doorstep three hours later. I've had that That's happen once. Nice. There is nice. uh, at least one in Fort Wayne. It usually shows up the next day. I have a prime anyways, like most people do, yeah. probably most of the TNJ Man Show Nation. But there was, was something. I don't even remember what it was that I ordered. And it came the ne- that same day. And I'm not yeah. used to that. So that was pretty cool. Yep. Me either. I've, that was uh, pretty cool. I've, gr- I've grown accustomed to it. And now uh, I feel like I'm better than a lot of people. So uh, <laughs> my, my, my arrogance has shown. Yeah, why not? Why Very not? smug. <laughs> why not? Why not? I want to talk some baseball. Yes. Um, yes. Perfect time. Yes, the winter meetings happened last week, saw a flurry of signings. Aaron Judge is back with the Yankees, $300 million man. Turned down a bigger uh, offer from mm-hmm. the Padres. He did. However, the tax code in California would have been, it would have been lower True. than what he's getting True. in New York. True. Trey Turner, $300 million man as well, signs with the Philadelphia Phillies. Xander They're Bogart. going for it, aren't they? Man, They are, and they should be able to do yeah. it. Uh, Xander Bogarts, $280 million. San Diego Padres. They were projecting him at about $150. Um, yeah, the, the the money being thrown around is ridiculous. Absurd. And what's Boston doing? They're losing everybody. Everyone. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. I mean, as a Yankee fan, but. Um, and, and then Boston goes out and signs a Japanese player uh, to an $85 million contract. And this Japanese player, they said the. Um, Best comp for him is Lenny Harris. Do you remember him? No. He's known for being a pinch hitter. That was it. <laughs> I, I think he's the all-time leader in pinch hits. Oh, man. I uh, wasn't even a regular. Um, the money being thrown around is ridiculous. The one team that's not doing it is the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Um, I have some comments on my phone here. Um, President Crane Kenny went on 670 to score. Uh, this past week and spoke about the Cubs budget and all of that. And he says, and I quote, the business is really healthy. Uh, and that left Jed with a lot of money to spend this year, like last year where he didn't spend all the money because he, he didn't spend all the money he had last year because he didn't see transactions that made sense to him. I hope there are transactions that make sense to us this year to spend all the money that he has. He's gotten off to a good start, signed Cody Bellinger, a one year mm-hmm. deal. And mm-hmm. signed Jameson Tyone to a mm-hmm. decent contract. Um, the goal is always the same. It's to win another championship. If a player can help us get closer to that goal, I think you're going to see him be very aggressive. There's no reason to think. Uh, there is no reason to think uh, we couldn't be a playoff team this upcoming season. So Crane is saying all this stuff, putting all this pressure on Jed. <clears throat> And if Jed doesn't do what they want him to do, Jed is going to be fired. Um, Carlos Correa is still available. Dansby Swanson is still available. He has, has to go give Carlos Correa $400 million. He's scared to do that because the last time they spent a bunch of money, the budget dried up for four years, essentially. Um, so... Front are the ownership group, president putting a ton of pressure on Jed and pretty much saying if they he doesn't go sign these guys, it's his fault. It's not ownership's fault this year. Uh, that organization has turned into a complete mess and a joke of an organization. Jed has pretty much done nothing. I mean, he signed Jameson Tyon, solid middle rotation guy. Cody Ballinger, he's a Jason Hayward type hitter anymore, and they're hoping 
hoping he can turn into something good. Um, you have Nico Horner at short, can move him to second. They don't have a superstar level player. They're banking on Patrick Wisdom, who's a 31-year-old now, having a good year. They have one catcher on their roster, Jan Gomes, who's 37 years old. Um, Sean Murphy, great catcher. Um, hot name in trade uh, talks this winter. Was just traded to the Atlanta Braves for pennies on the dollar. Cubs could have gotten him for essentially nothing. And they involved the Milwaukee Brewers, who gave up one mediocre prospect and ended up getting all-star William Contreras from the Braves. Um, Again, Nick Madrigal, second base. Nicky 4-3 is I like to call him because he likes to ground out to the second base and shortstop. Um, First base right now, are you banking on Matt Mervis, who started last year at South Bend? Is he going to be your opening day first baseman? Um, The corner outfield spots are are set with Ian Happ and uh, Seiya Suzuki. Again, Cody Bellinger, maybe he turns in to have an, an okay season. Uh, but uh, for left-handed pole hitters, it usually doesn't go great at Wrigley Field, besides Anthony Rizzo. Um, Kyle Schwarber had some decent years. Uh, Jed has to go, has to go out and get a Carlos Correa or a Dansby Swanson. I know it takes two sides to make a deal, and maybe Correa doesn't want to play for the Cubs. Maybe Swanson doesn't want to play for the Cubs. He has to go out and get somebody. Um, Sanga. Kodai Senga or something like that. Japanese pitcher signs with the Mets for uh, way less than what I thought the Cubs could have gotten him for. Uh, they need a catcher. Right now, on paper, they are going to be significantly worse this upcoming year than they were last year. And Jed's sitting on his hands doing absolutely nothing. Nothing about it. If he doesn't go out and get a Carlos Correa, Dancy Swanson, I want him fired now. I want him gone. In the draft lottery, it was uh, this past week as well. First ever MLB draft lottery. And um, Cubs had decent odds to get in that top 10. They ended up getting the 13th pick. Indiana Pacers-like. So, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> so uh, things aren't looking all good for the Chicago Cubs like uh, we were promised heading into this uh, this offseason. So uh, I, I don't know if Jed's just arrogant enough to think he can build this team into a winner without spending money, but uh, – couldn't do it the last time. Why does he think he could do it this time? Yeah, I'm I'm sick and tired. Yeah, for, sick from and a, tired from from an outsider perspective, it's, it's been really weird. I thought they were going to be very active yeah. this offseason. So big budget, huge market. You see yeah. teams, the Padres, third smallest yeah. market in Major League Baseball. They they now have <clears throat> three players on the roster who have signed contracts for over two hundred eighty million dollars. Three of them. That owner doesn't care. Philadelphia Phillies signed Bryce Harper to a massive deal. Trey Turner, massive deal. Nick Castellanos, big deal. Kyle Schwarber, big deal. They're going for it. They went to the World Series this, this past season. Mm-hmm. The, the Yankees are always going to do what the Yankees do. The New York Mets payroll right now is like over $300 million. They're going for it. Um, San Francisco Giants uh, signed uh, Sean Manaya this past week, but they were – in on Aaron Judge. They're in on Carlos Correa now. Minnesota Twins are in on Carlos, Carlos Correa. I don't even hear the Cubs' name mentioned anymore. Cubs are turning it in third largest market in the U.S. The Cubs are turning into the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins. Well, well and I, what, what I was going to say, you know, give a really well-run organization like the uh, Tampa Bay Rays that kind of money and see what they do with it. Or Cleveland Indians, too. You know, yeah. Indians, Guardians. 
Oh, man. <laughs> That's all right. I about let it go because I about didn't catch it. I'm too PO'd to even care. No, no. I, I, I don't blame it being fired up. Yeah. I'd be fired up too if I was a Cup fan because it's, it's like you said, one of the most popular teams mm-hmm. in the league, one of the biggest markets. Yep. Fans show up. So they're not, and they got plenty of cash. They just, the I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Se- season tickets are dwindling rapidly. Yeah. Well, um, attendance was at the lowest it's been in over a decade. Um, and you, you even look at these big time trades that have been made here the past couple years. Um, Juan Soto going to the Padres, uh, Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. Cubs haven't even been mentioned, which they had. Wow. They, they had the cap, they had the money and the prospects to do it at the time, and they just refused to do it. They just refused to make the team better. Uh, I don't know. Jed Hoyer's just scared of giving out huge deals. Um, he should be scared enough into doing it, or he's going to lose his job. Yep. That's where I'm at. So, Got to get your thoughts on Wilson Contreras. Uh, you knew he was probably gone, but did you see huh. St. Louis as the landing spot for him? Uh, all all season I did. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. Yachty's gone. Yachty and Wilson are pretty good buddies. Okay. Um, good for him for getting paid. Yeah, um, got a good deal. Happy, yeah. ha- happy he got paid. I honestly think it's not going to be a very good deal for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, he's thir- he'll be thirty one next year, and he hasn't hit like he used to. He really doesn't catch that well anymore, uh, and they're banking on him being there every day. Yeah. Everyday catcher, so it yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I hope he has success there, but the team doesn't. Fair. Um, one one player that's kind of dumb is a- Nolan Arenado for not opting out of that deal. Uh, he would have made hundred million more dollars yep. had he opted out. Uh, but that crap only happens to St. Louis Cardinals, and it is maddening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I- but he came from such a poor franchise, poorly owned franchise. He gets exactly the one that the that, that yeah. wins. That's probably why. So Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, that's all my thoughts. On ah, Major good League stuff. Baseball. No, I'm glad you brought that up. You read my mind because I wanted yeah. to hit baseball. So It'll, I'll probably be more angry uh, <laughs> next Monday. That's good. We're getting uh, what's going to be 2023 J-Man early this year. So Yep. 2023 J-Man's going to be fired up all year long. I'm going to feel it. <laughs> well, uh, let's educate 2022 J-Man with it. some on this day. Oh, and the Minnesota Twins just signed Christian Vasquez. So Cubs aren't even going to have a catcher next year. That's great. What a great day. That just happened? Like just Literally, happened I just looked at my phone because it buzzed. Just happened. There are no catchers on the market worth anything anymore. So Cubs are going to roll with Jan Gomes and P.J. freaking Higgins. Oh, disgusting. Well, uh, let's see if we can't break uh, break the ice here with some on this day. Uh, uh, come on, give me something good. Give me something good. Give me something good. Uh, on this day, 1950, who won the 16th Heisman Trophy Award? 1960? Yeah. Um... <laughs> 1950. 1950. 1950. Uh, is that the old? Um, is that the old Monday Night Football play-by-play guy? No, this guy's a running back from Ohio State. 1950. I don't know. Vic Janowitz. I hope I pronounced. Oh his name man, right. he was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 
Um, let's say 1965, Chicago halfback Gale Sayers tied the NFL record for most touchdown in the game with six in a 61 to 20 victory over the San Francisco 49ers at Wrigley Field. 61 points back in 1965. The Hawks, they didn't throw the ball much. On this day, 1968, Arthur Ashe became the first African American to be ranked number one in tennis. He was a good one. He's got a uh, stadium named after him in Queens now. Um, On this day, 1976, it was Joe Namath's last game as a New York Jet. Most overrated quarterback in the – most overrated athlete in the history of sports. One of them. He had one good game. And it wasn't even that good of a game. It was just Super Bowl three, the Jets' only Super Bowl win over the Baltimore Colts. And that, you know, gives them this legacy, I guess. Yeah. So It's, yeah, and the fact he played for a New York team. Yeah, Mike Tyson in the news for some bad. That's every week. Shocker, <laughs> yeah. It's another Monday for us. Oh, man. Uh on this day, 1997, Red Sox signed Pedro Martinez to a then-record six-year, $69 million contract. I wonder how much he would have gotten in today's game. Oh, he, he'd be a wow. million pitcher. Yep, I can't stand him, but he was good. Yep. He was good everywhere he went. Who won the Heisman, the 77th Heisman Trophy Award on this day in night? Oh, geez, 2011. I can't read. 2011. 2011, was that Mark Ingram? No, RG three. Shoot, when Baylor. was Ingram? Was Ingram twelve or ten? Ingram was before that. Nine or ten, then. Nine or ten, yeah. Cam yeah. Cam was ten. Yep. Yep. I you're was right. Way off. I should have gotten RG three. I used to be so good. The highs. Now I get them confused by like a year or two off every single time. So the reason I would have known that one, 2011, was the 2012 BCS game in Notre Dame. Well, yeah. And- the 2012 draft class was Luck, RG3, Tannehill, Russell Wilson. I should have known right. that one. No, that. actually, Mante Tao was the next year. He was. Yep. So that, that Heisman was won by uh, Alabama. Somebody in Alabama. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Now, that might have been Ingram then. No, I yeah, I think Ingram was before 12. Well, now Ingram. I got to look it up. Now I got to look it up because I'm getting mad at myself for not. 2012 saying. Heisman. What? Yep. He was runner up. I no, no, Johnny Manziel. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, that guy's uh, been irrelevant for a while. Yeah, and Tao got second. And Colin Klein of Kansas State got third. Man, I remember him. Yep. He's oh, our offensive man. coordinator, I'm pretty sure. Is he? Kansas State's. Pretty sure. Is he? No. So. Well, that's going to do it for this week's On This Day segment, which is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a 100% hand-cut, custom-designed woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They can make it anything from signs, the growth charts, it makes a perfect addition to any man cave, office, garage, whatever you want. That can make it for you. Get your orders in. It's probably a little too late to get one in for Christmas now, but still makes a great late holiday gift, makes a perfect birthday gift, makes just a perfect gift year-round for that sports fan in your family. So whether you want a college team, NFL, MLB, NBA, military sign, uh, newly engaged sign, whatever it may be, that can make it for you. And check out some of their recently completed projects at Moody Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And for custom orders, you can email them at moodywoodcrafts at gmail.com.
This episode is brought to you by The Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand toss, pizza, hand bread, a tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Dan Landing is the place to be. The Dan Landing Bar and Grill, located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focuses on freshness and quality. You can watch down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews or domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views, Lake Manitou and the Beer Garden Outdoor Bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located 1305 Union Road in Rochester. College hoops. College basketball. The f- newly minted number one team in the country. Who would have thought, man? I don't think anyone would have thought. And I'm not just saying this to say this. I didn't know if this team would ever be ranked in the top 20 this year, Josh, I don't think before the season thought. started. Yeah. Let alone number one in the country six weeks into the season. Um, of course, it helps that they had that great weekend over big names. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'll throw West Virginia in there as a big name, but West Virginia, sure. Gonzaga, and Duke. Um, they also they beat Marquette earlier that week. Beat Marquette. Too, uh, the, Is that the same week? I think it was the week before. Oh, I think okay. it was the week before. Um it was the week before. But yeah, and they won at Florida State. Florida State's trash this year, but uh, two and two and zero in conference so far. Uh, escaped the scare at Nebraska the other day in overtime, a game which neither key team could take the lid off the bucket. Um, if Purdue could have, oh, but like I said, Nebraska missed shots too. But if Purdue could have just hit some of their open looks, they could have buried them. Um, Nebraska did a great job defending Zach Eady, who had a mm-hmm. quote unquote off game, but he still had eleven points. 17 rebounds and six blocks. So he still contributed <laughs> in other ways and was named the Big Ten Player of the Week for the third consecutive week today. Um, he's got to be up there for the Naismith right now. Oh, yeah. Um, long way to go. But, no, I'm, I'm pretty tickled pink. Purdue's went from a school that tickled was never – They were never, never ranked number one in their school history to doing it back-to-back years. Now, hopefully – well, it will. This one, no matter what happens this weekend against Davidson in, in, in Indianapolis – they will be ranked number one longer than they were last year because last year was literally like two days or three days, yeah. and then they lost. Yeah. This week, it's finals week, so they don't play until Saturday in the uh, lawyer matchup, Fletcher against Foster, oh, yeah. um, which Fletcher Lawyer has been such a surprise for Purdue. I knew he'd be good. I didn't think he'd be this good this quick. I mean, he had 22 of their points the other day, including a posterizing dunk, which didn't know he could jump like that. Um yeah, these guys are just fun to watch. It's it's a whole different dynamic. I was telling my dad and even some of my Purdue f- friends after the game Saturday, I said, I don't think last year's team wins that game. Yeah. Even though they were more talented, they just didn't quite have that mental toughness at times, didn't play as much of a team ball at times, which when you have a top five talent like Jay Ivey, you kind of just give him the ball and let him right. do what he's got to do. But the spacing last year with Zach Eady and some of the big guys kind of created a mess. But so far, so good. Like I said, long way to go. They're going to have some bumps in the road come conference mm-hmm. time. I know it. But uh, just keep winning. Just keep winning and get yourself a good seed in the NCAA tournament. And it's like I said, this this team is exceeding expectations so far. They are way ahead of where they should be. And it's uh, fun to watch. And it's nice to see Matt Painter finally getting some – national credibility that he deserves mm-hmm. yeah he's uh he's a good ball coach yes he is and you, sure. you you had an interesting week as an illinois oh, fan yeah. up up and down week goodness Which gracious is exactly what i thought this team would be yeah. um coming into the year i thought I could beat some good teams and then have some stinkers and that was uh the case <laughs> yeah uh case uh this week uh beating number two texas who's now who, who knows how they're gonna end oh up my goodness uh, 
Chris Beard getting arrested last He's night. He's a scumbag. For, uh, strangling somebody. It's I mean, weird. I mean, they've suspended him indefinitely, obviously. But. Gotta be. I mean, at least gotta mm-hmm. be. Um, coming back from 10 down with seven minutes left. They're, they're down five with 33 seconds left. And Jaden Epps was huge for him uh, down the stretch. Found a way to win that one against number two, Texas. Follow it up on Saturday and just get their doors blown off them um, at home against Penn State. And I I think Penn State's pretty good. Especially um, when they're hitting shots. Yes. Zero, zero excuse for the way they played on Saturday. Um, Underwood was as mad as I've ever mm-hmm. seen him. He, he uh, made a fart noise into the into the <laughs> mic when asked about the team's leadership. Um, he said uh, they deserve to walk around miserable during finals week this week. Um, he he said uh, it was the worst two days of practice leading up to a game uh, he's had since he's been there, and he, he had some pretty terrible teams. He, he he said he told his entire coaching staff two days before that Shannon's going to play terrible terrible on Saturday. And sure enough, he played terrible. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it's a wake up call for him. Uh, I think those, uh, they'll be fine. I'm, I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, Penn state was hitting everything, but at the same time, it was a layup line, wide open threes all over the court. So it, it, it's not even like they were hitting tough shots. Now that Andrew Funk hit one really tough shot that really changed the game. Illinois cut the five, uh, then about got a stop. There was one second left on the shot clock and he threw up a prayer and it went in and that just kind of flipped things and it was over. Um, but, uh, own to him, big 10 play, not great. Uh, if they want, want to win the big 10, they needed to win that one. Um, at home, um, they have Alabama and M on Saturday and they have the bragging rights against Missouri. And then they your have, favorite. I hate that game. Uh, Bethune Cookman. And then on paper to start big 10 play up back up again, it's fairly easy. They'll probably be favored in their first five. They have, I got Northwestern, Wisconsin at home, Michigan State at home. Um, but again, they got beat by 15 at home by yeah. Penn State. So, um, again, think Micah Shrewsbury is a heck of a basketball coach. Too. And he um, game planned against Illinois last year as good as any coach I saw, uh, especially against Kofi. They slowed it down. Illinois ended up squeaking one out at home. But uh, uh, yeah, good team. Shouldn't lose to him at home. So, um, disappointing finish to the week, but uh, eh, they're in okay shape. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, this young team responds to Brad's comments because I I think they'll be okay, like you said, but with college kids, you never know. They could go the opposite way, and and, and the comments could be shot, but I don't think they will. The good thing is Terrence Shannon came out and said, I play for the best coach in college basketball. Um, He's going to do whatever it takes to get us. So hopefully that was a wake-up call. Need more out of Coleman Hawkins. Matthew Meyer was fantastic on Tuesday. Good in the first half on uh, Saturday. And then defensively, the team was was awful, which that was their call. They were 10th in the country in defensive efficiency coming in and um, gave up, I think, 61% shooting in the first half. Second half wasn't a whole lot better. Um, It it looked like the first two years under Underwood. as far as the layup line goes, essentially, Jaden uh, <clears throat> Jaden Pick is that his name um, killed him, Ab- absolutely killed. Which six four senior point guard, he's played well against everyone, but uh, he especially for the first time, really, um, a veteran guard really took it to uh, the freshman guard. But uh, it was it was a disappointing end to the week, as I said. But at the same time, the resume in good shape, um, and I think they'll be okay during conference play. And again, I think they're better set up for a run in the tourney than they have been, but they won't be as good 
Big Ten play. So I had to read my phone real quick. A friend of the podcast, Evan Webb, just tweeted. I, I figured it was something Purdue football coach coaching search related, but it's actually Purdue basketball related. Somebody on Twitter, and I, I'm not going to click on it. I don't know how relevant this guy is, but he says, Matt Painter, Tony Bennett, Scott Drew, Kelvin Sampson, keep an eye out for those names if Texas decides to fire Chris Beard. Painter is always He's mentioned. He's not going anywhere. He hasn't Samson, made there. Sampson could be interesting from Houston to Texas. I mean, he – well, Houston was the number one team in the country. Yeah. Um, but he almost hasn't made there, too. I think That's they're good true. enough to win a national That's title. True. And are, they're going to the Big 12 anyway, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, next year. Uh, but next year. Texas Texas could pay out the wazoo. But Texas, Oklahoma, did you see that today? They are trying to join the SEC in 2024 now instead of 2025. Ah. And they think that could get approved next month. They said there's some moving parts there, but they think that could get approved. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, uh, lastly, in the Big Ten, uh, Indiana <clears throat> took another loss. <throat> they lost out in Las Vegas to Arizona, a crowd that was heavily Indiana-dominated, probably like 70 to 30 yep. Indiana fans. They really showed up out there. Um, Arizona was up as much as 19 in the first half. Indiana cut it down to five, if not three, in the second half, and then Arizona ended mm-hmm. up winning by double digits. And the Hoosiers don't have an easy one coming up this week, and they play at Fog Allen. Fieldhouse against Kansas yeah. on Saturday. So, yeah. Um, the one concern a lot of people had with Indiana coming to the year is kind of coming to fruition. They, they just can't shoot from outside. I, I don't know if they shot the ball well at all against Arizona, but they didn't against well, Rutgers. Arizona um, stopped TJD to 11 points, and their <clears throat> Arizona's bigs took it to race and TJD with some aggressiveness. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, elsewhere around the Big Ten this week, we have uh, number 16 UCLA at uh, College Park at the Xfinity Center in Maryland. Mm, yeah, Maryland, uh, tough loss to – I don't remember who they lost Two to Two tough losses this past week. Um, they, lost they lost to somebody Wisconsin and Tennessee. Tennessee, who I was trying Wisconsin to think Wisconsin and of, yeah. Tennessee. Uh, yeah, that'll be a tough – I think UCLA gets it done, but I think it's another close game. I I agree. I think Maryland could start falling back a little bit. Yeah. Um, here, uh, it's not, it's not a great week. College basketball finals week. Uh, like we have Lehigh, Wisconsin. I don't think there's a single game Friday night, Saturday. We have some cupcakes, uh, Wake Forest at Rutgers. Rutgers had a terrible loss yesterday to Seton Hall. I'll take Rutgers and a bounce back. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest did win on the road at Wisconsin, but give me Rutgers. Um, Indiana at Kansas. That is an eleven o'clock a.m. Yeah, it's a it's a ESPN two. Um, it's a noon yeah. Eastern time ESPN two. I don't know what's going on on ESPN. There's a that ton day. of bowl games on Saturday. There's a ton of bowl games on ESPN. Oh yeah, on oh, there we on go. Saturday. But uh, give me Kansas pretty easily. I just think that's a tough place to play. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one. Um, North Carolina against Ohio State in the CBS Sports Classic at Madison Square Garden. Give me Carolina. I don't know why. I really don't know why. But <laughs> I completely agree. I don't know if Carolina is going to turn around completely. Uh, Ohio State won a miracle one against Rutgers, yep. uh, even though it shouldn't have counted because a Tanner Holden was stepping or was out of bounds and then came back in and was yeah. the first to touch it uh, and then jacked it up. But they got away with it. Uh, give me Carolina, though. Um, Nebraska against Kansas State. Kansas State's a 9-1. and one. Yeah, give me Kansas State. Good good year to be a Kansas State fan for sports. Goodness. Yeah. So far so good. And then uh that's that's gonna do it. All the other ones, pretty boilerplate. Um, I could see Davidson giving Purdue game and, down in Indianapolis. But maybe for we'll a see. while, but 
I hope it goes the same way it did in uh, in two thousand and eight when they played there, but we'll it see. killed them. Yeah. Um, my word association is college basketball related, so I'll get to that real quick. Um, Zach Eady is going to be a first team All American unless he blows out his knee, which knock on wood, that's happened to Purdue. Thanks, Josh. Uh, <laughs> I put it out there in the universe. Now that happens. I'm driving to Illinois and knocking on your door uh, and punch you right I in the face. But uh, this, I, I picked one player uh, from each year that was a first team um, All American from the past. 15 years or whatever. Starting with last year, we had Oscar Shibway. <laughs> I can't even think what team he played for. <laughs> Kentucky. He's still oh. there, that big guy. Oh, uh, yeah, Kentucky's lost, which I can't say much. My team lost to St. Peter's too, but they're a, they're <laughs> a second-round loss to St. Peter's just kind of took everything away from that yeah. team that I remember. So, um, no, he's a good player, though. What a unique name. Yeah, Cade Cunningham. Uh, in the news today, he's done for the season. Shut it down for the Pistons today with injury. Uh, number one pick in the 2021 draft from Oklahoma State. Pistons uh, are bad. <laughs> yeah, they got so much young talent, but they just can't yeah. do anything with it. Obi Toppin. Dayton Flyer. Um, man, I, I wanted to see what fly. that Dayton team could have done in the 2020 tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ja Morant. Oh, he's fun to watch for the Grizzlies. Uh, Morehead State, right? Murray State. 19. Murray State. Murray State. Yeah, he uh, he and Jay Ivey remind me a lot of each other. Jay Jay Ivey's no jaw yet, but their their games are pretty comparable, and they're good buddies. So. Trey Young, bucket walking bucket for the Hawks, and mm-hmm. was at Oklahoma too. That guy can shoot from anywhere on the court. He can drop forty with his eyes closed. Lonzo Ball. No, the Ball family. I'm glad we haven't heard from the yeah, from the dad in a while. Yeah, maybe he's grown uh, up at fifty something years old. But uh, yeah, Lonzo's pretty good, but his brother's better. Yeah, Lonzo needs to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Simmons <laughs> can't make a two foot shot. One of the worst <laughs> offensive players I've ever seen. He yeah. just gets worse every year. Um, great defender, but that net seems a mess. Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Good shot blocker, very athletic. Another Kentucky Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hadn't done much in the pros. Uh, Shabazz Napier. Shabazz. Um, yeah, I forgot about him. That's a, another UConn guy, man. Yeah. Another one that led UConn to the national title. Otto Porter. Georgetown. Man, he mm-hmm. was good. He's still around he the league somewhere. Yeah, we'll hang around. I think so. Uh, Doug McDermott. Dougie Buckets for Creighton. I see Creighton's. I think I don't they're know if they won last night. But they were they lost four straight going in the last night. Yeah, they're struggling. They came um, into your rank top ten, I believe. But uh, he put those Creighton teams on his back with his dad mm. as the head coach. He is the sole reason why Creighton's now in the Big East. Yeah, in my opinion, because because they were Missouri Valley. Yeah, Kyle he, Corver he, was good back then too. Yeah. Well, uh, Kimball Walker. That step back against Pittsburgh in the Big East tournament yep. and Mass Square Garden in 2011, well, and then, then they went about. on to win the win the title. But yeah, Kimba, very good in a long NBA career. Scotty Reynolds. I don't even remember him. Villanova point guard. You remember mm. him? Now I kind of do. But yeah. Yeah. That, it, it was a uh, it was a bad first team All American year that year. Okay. No, like no NBA guys. Nova's had so many good guards, but not a they lot kinda, of them have yeah. made noise in the pros. So they kind of all run together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Beasley. 
Oh, yeah, he was fun to watch at Kansas State. I remember when he went against O.J. Mayo at uh, USC in the first round. That was kind mm-hmm. of like the two hot diaper dandies against each other. But stayed in the league for a while, but never was worthy of his number two overall pick. Yep. Uh, Lockport, Illinois native Alondo Tucker. Alondo Tucker. I did not know he was an All-American. Uh, yeah. He was really good, though, for his whole collegiate mm-hmm. career and then had a – I don't know how long he played in the pros. Five, ten yeah. years, maybe. He's on Wisconsin staff. Yeah, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in, involved in that uh, thing last yes, year was. with uh, Jawan Howard. He uh, was involved in a skirmish with Demonte Williams, which who wasn't involved in a skirmish with Demonte <laughs> Williams over his career. Uh, but yeah, Lando Tucker went to high school about a mile and a half uh, from where I live, so that's why I threw him on there. He was a first teamer too. Yeah, he's a good, good college yeah. player. Yeah, and that is gonna do it. And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Give, uh, Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Three winners, three losers. NFL yesterday. Sorry, J-Man. I don't like this team, so this pains me to do it. But one of my winners is the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That was a huge game for them. I think Massive. if they lose that one, they don't make the playoffs. And uh, they got it done. Herbert played well. Um, he shut me up at least for a week. Um, shut me up. I, I see he has, like, trash about he has four more 300-plus um, passing yard games than anybody four years into the league. Yeah, I think he passed Andrew Luck for most yards through three yeah. seasons. Yeah, ever. he can sling so, up. He's got talent. Their final four games are fairly easy. They have yeah. uh, the they have the Colts, Broncos, and two others that they'll probably be favored in. But yeah. uh, one of my winners, the Detroit Lions. They're playing well, man. And I, I will called go that. on I record. Called that. And say they get that seven spot. That'd be great in the, in the NFC. I think the Giants, who are one of my losers, are imploding in on themselves. Yep. Seahawks are starting to implode in on themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Commanders are very beatable. Lions, man, Dan Campbell. Um, yeah, he's, he's looks like he's a dead man around. walking. Yeah. But ever since Thanksgiving, when they gave the Bills yeah. all they wanted, they found something. Yeah, they should have won that game. Could have yep. won that game. I should yep. say. Another one of my winners, the Carolina Panthers. Mm. All of a sudden, their offense has found some some groove with Sam Darnold back there. Who would have guessed that mm. on their 2022 bingo card um, after they made that trade for Baker Mayfield, who played excellent Thursday night for the yeah. L.A. Rams yeah. over the Baker, Vegas man. Raiders. But, um, yeah, they go into Seattle and win. Like you said, mm-hmm. Seattle's starting to trip over themselves a little bit, but Carolina's right in that race for that yeah. awful, awful NFC South division. The Baltimore Ravens. That's my third winner. My winners uh, down to their third string quarterback, Anthony Brown, who wasn't that good at Boston College. Yep. Um, nine and four. Should have lost last week. Should have lost this week. Yep. Um, and they're just they're a good football team that's um, playing complimentary football now. Defense is stepping up. J.K. Dobbins is back, and he had a good game yesterday. So uh, Baltimore Ravens. My last winner. San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy outdueled Tom Brady. Don't tell Skip Bayless that, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, How's that guy on He's TV? an embarrassment. I mean, I thought Shannon um, was going to jump over to his desk today. Yeah. 
Niners, even with Brock Purdy, look like a uh, Super Bowl contender for sure. Yeah, the best team and in the NFC. Christian yeah. McCaffrey's Christian again. Look, look, he they're six and one since they traded for him. And Debo six and zero oh with him. Debo's coming one. back. They said. Yes. Yeah. So. De- Debo's not. It, he'll he might miss a game or so yeah. or two. Yeah, it was a sprain. But, uh, so yeah, it looked a lot worse than I think it ended up being. Yep. Yep. Uh, three losers. Well, the team that lost to San Francisco, Tampa Bay, you know, every week I'm like, all right, maybe this is the week they turn things around. They had that lucky come from behind Monday night win last week against the Saints. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, this is going to jumpstart them. Then they just get boat raced. Yeah. This is Tom Brady's last season. He's not playing football next year. Yeah. I, I read a report. He's looking at other options. Come free. No one's going to want him at this point. Um, Giants and Seahawks are two of my losers. My last loser, the South Divisions. <laughs> Both divisions shouldn't be playoff teams. Tennessee Titans have imploded in on themselves, much like the New York Giants have. Um, a team with a losing record will win the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, Titans look awful. Jags might be the best team in that division right now, which is sad. Played well yesterday. Uh, they did. They, they took it to them. But uh, just ne- neither division deserves a playoff team, yep. in my opinion. No, so. that's fair. Giants are one of my losers, too. I've mm-hmm. been seeing their praises on this podcast all year long, and they're making me look like fools. They're starting to wake up. And, and Philly, I, I got to start giving them. I know they only have yep. one loss, but I got to yep. start giving them credit. They are a good football team. Jalen Hurts, 10-plus uh, rushing touchdowns now, back-to-back seasons, first NFL quarterback in history to do that. He's MVP. He's the real, he's the real deal. Um yeah, because I think two other quarterbacks in the running hurt themselves yesterday, and Tua mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, two, uh, Tua that. lost it the week before, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mahomes three picks. Yeah, uh, that doesn't sure. that, that, that doesn't help. And yeah. and then my last loser, Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen a ten and three team. I have less confidence in ever. Uh, they are minus one in point differential, so they're a five hundred team at best. That uh, they they found a way to win. Uh, yeah, they did, one, but. Uh, I, I have not believed in them all year. They're, they're going to win that division, of course. So Yeah. So we got to rifle through these picks real yep. quick. Yep. Um, Thursday night, good one. San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Taking the Niners for 11. Oh, man. I hope Seahawks win because I'm only taking the <laughs> Niners for one. I got to um, try something because, well, if the Patriots win tonight, I win pick them, so I'm still yes. in it. So I went aggressive on these picks. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings. I just ripped the Vikings and I'll take them for 15 because that's how I uh, roll. I'm taking them for 11. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. The Brownies get this one done for four. I have the Browns for two. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, J-Man. Bills for 12. I have the Bills for 14. Uh, they're supposed to get eight inches of snow. Oh, boy. During the game. Yeah. Um. Divisions out. All that matters is those final three games when they have uh, Packers and Jets at home and at New England. All three winnable. So win two of those and you're in. It's all that matters. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Chicago Bears. Eagles for 14. Let's see. I screwed up. I only put one on them. I put 15. I'm missing my 15 point. I forgot to put a five next to that. Eagles for 15. Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Saints for six, and I don't like it. I have the Saints for four. Atlanta starting a new quarterback this week, Desmond Ritter. Shut Mariota down for the season. Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. Got the Jets for five. This will be the J-Man's book it prediction of the week. Detroit Lions go on the road and keep rolling. Lions for five. 
J-Man's Book of Prediction Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life Home Auto Business Renters. Worst Common Farm Insurance Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Carolina Panthers. I got the Panthers for eight. I, for some reason, taking the Steelers for three. Panthers have run the ball for, like 40 times each of their past four games. Uh, Going to have a hard time doing that against Pittsburgh. However, Trubisky threw three picks yesterday. Don't know if Pickett will be back. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jags. Jags for three. Ooh. I have the Cowboys for 13. I was hoping oh, you'd do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cow- Cowboys probably got a wake-up call yesterday. They yes, should they not did. have won that game against Houston. Trevor Lawrence showed some moxie yesterday. I loved Finally. his attitude. Yeah. Waving bye to the fans in Tennessee. <laughs> Great. Kansas City Chiefs at the Houston Texans. Chiefs for 16. This will be a bloodbath. Chiefs for 16. Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. Denver for one. Oh. Is Russ going to play? I doubt it, but... They might, they might as well shut him down for the year. That was that was scary. That was the best he played. Yes, yesterday was the best was, he's played in a long time. He showed some um, fiery com- competitiveness, but yeah, that was scary. He did not know where he was when he got hit. I'm taking the Cardinals for six. New England Patriots at the Vegas Raiders. Patriots for two. I have the Raiders for ten. Don't know why oh. I did it. Hate New England. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Titans at the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chargers for seven. I have the Chargers for nine. Cincinnati Bang Cincinnati Bengals at the Tampa Bay Bucks. I got the Cincinnati Bengals for thirteen. I have the Bengals for eight. New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. You got it right. I was I was watching it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commanders Commanders for ten. I have the Commanders for seven. Uh, L.A. Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay for nine. I have the Packers for twelve. Rams are uh, Rams are in a bad spot. Bad, bad spot. Hit me with that birdie bogey. Yes, uh, birdie or bogey this week. Let's see if the J-Man can clinch it for 2022. James Harden over the weekend became the fourth player in NBA history with 23,000 career points and 6,500 career assists, joining what other three guys? LeBron James. LeBron is one. Um... Kobe? Nope. Shoot. Um, I he didn't have the assist. I don't think Jordan had the assist. Um Chris Paul? Nope. Man, that was terrible. Who are they? Oscar Robinson? Oh, I should have thought about that one. And Russell Westbrook. Westbrook? I wouldn't even thought about I was surprised Westbrook. he had that many points, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Twenty three thousand. That's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. That was a good question. I uh, I failed miserably. You're still up two. You're still pretty but, comfortable. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get you back next. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We will be back at it next Monday, December 19th. Have a fantastic week, everybody.